It's Wednesday, August 10th. I'm Pam Jones. Surges of COVID-19 continue across the U.S., and the BA5 variant remains the driving factor. Maryland universities examine what their COVID protocols will or won't be in the fall. Anne Arundel County has a new superintendent of public schools, and he's tackling the mammoth task of filling vacancies. And a federal court has ruled in a discrimination case against Baltimore's Catholic Relief Services. It's the Daily Dose from WYPR, our latest reporting on Maryland's COVID-19 response and the local news of the day, made possible by GBMC Healthcare. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control says the BA5 Omicron variant is still the driving force behind the recent surge in coronavirus cases across the country. The state health department here in Maryland reports in the last 24 hours more than 1,700 new cases, and there has been a slight decline in the positivity rate. That number is now below 12 percent. However, hospitalization still top 600, and 11 more deaths have resulted from complications of COVID-19. Mark Bedell has been named the new superintendent of the Anne Arundel County Public Schools. With students returning to classes in just a few weeks, Bedell says he has a plan for the district. At the top of his list is filling dozens of vacancies in the school district from teachers to bus drivers to food service workers. The new superintendent says he is also concerned about some of the issues he inherited from his predecessor, like disruptions to the academic calendar due to the pandemic, as well as the issue of student learning loss. As the academic year approaches, Maryland universities are deciding what COVID requirements will look like on their campus during the fall semester. WIPR's Jacana Collier with that story. The University of Maryland Baltimore announced that employees are no longer required to provide proof of vaccination. The decision was prompted by high campus vaccination rates and low employee turnover. AFSCME, the union which represents university workers, said they were unaware of the changes to work conditions and that all universities should bargain with workers about their health and safety. UMB's public health officer, Dr. Marianne Clorin, said the university is using education to address employees' concerns. So I think it's more um, helping people understand the potential risk in different situations so that people can make the best decision for themselves based on their own personal risk and their own tolerance for risk. Students are still required to report their vaccination status before the start of the semester. I'm Jacana Collier, WIPR News. Some Baltimore City Council members are pushing for a restoration of city services by using more of the money the city received from the American Rescue Plan Act Fund. Among the services cut during the early days of the pandemic was weekly recycling pickup. Council members expressed their concerns yesterday during a quarterly hearing on the federal funding. So far, the city has committed three-fourths of the $641 million it received from the government for various causes. But the city has only spent about 5 percent of its allotment as of May. City officials say what they've spent so far has gone to help residents and businesses recover economically. A federal court has ruled that the Catholic Relief Services, an international humanitarian aid organization based in Baltimore, has been discriminating against a gay employee by denying his husband health insurance. WIPR's Rachel Bay takes a look at the lawsuit that prompted the ruling. 
When the man known in court records as John Doe took the job as a data analyst for Catholic Relief Services, he was told his husband could get health insurance through the organization's spousal benefit system. And then CRS reached out to him and said, oh, that was a mistake. We don't cover same-sex spouses. Eve Hill is one of several lawyers representing Doe. In the end, they did withdraw those benefits from his spouse. That was back in 2017. Doe filed a complaint with the Equal Opportunity Employment Commission in 2018, followed by a lawsuit in 2020. And last week, the court ruled in Doe's favor. The court found that CRS had discriminated against him in violation of Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, in violation of the Equal Pay Act, in violation of Maryland's Equal Pay Act. Marley Weiss specializes in employment law at the University of Maryland Francis King Carey School of Law. She is not involved in Doe's lawsuit. So if Doe had been a woman instead of a man, and Doe had been married to a man, Doe would have gotten these health care benefits. It, it's very simple. And the fact that Doe is a man is the game changer here. Catholic Relief Services declined to comment for this story. In legal filings, the organization's lawyers argue that as a religious organization, it does not have to provide spousal benefits to someone the Catholic Church does not recognize as a spouse. They write that providing spousal benefits to a same-sex spouse would, quote, substantially burden its exercise of religion. Weiss calls these arguments evasive maneuvers. That's where they bring in the argument that Title VII doesn't apply to them at all because they're a church-related entity uh, or because the Religious Freedom Restoration Act in some way would exempt them from Title VII and the Equal Pay Act. She says these arguments are problematic because they don't align either with how the courts have interpreted the laws or with a plain reading of the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Weiss says this case is made less complicated by the fact that Doe works in IT. The outcome might be different if his job involved a religious element. Then there'd be a pretty good argument that under existing Supreme Court case law, which has relied on the First Amendment to do a lot of rewriting of Title VII, the argument would be that the church would be entitled to insist that Doe adhere to their religious tenets, and therefore they would be entitled to discriminate against Doe. Catholic Relief Services could appeal the ruling, and even if they don't, details about how much money Doe would receive still need to be worked out. But Hill, Doe's attorney, says it's not about the money. Mr. Doe has, has taken this case. He's not going to make money off of it, but because he wants to change the employer's behavior. Doe, who still works for CRS, did not want a recording of his voice used in this story because he is worried about being recognized. But in an interview, he said he views this case as bigger than him and bigger than Catholic Relief Services. He said he has taken on this fight for the thousands of people across the country dealing with discrimination by an employer who are being denied health insurance they would otherwise be entitled to and who might not be as young and healthy as Doe and his husband. Rachel Bay, WYPR News. The Daily Dose is brought to you by WYPR, made possible by GBMC Healthcare. Many thanks to my news team colleagues, Rachel Bay, Shekinah Collier, Bethany Raja, John Lee, 
Joel McCord and Kristen Mossbrugger. Our general manager is LaFontaine Oliver. The executive editor of The Daily Dose is Danielle Irby. If you have a scoop or suggestion for this podcast, my social media hangout is Twitter at That's Pam Jones. So remember to be courageous and stay curious. I'm Pam Jones. Thanks for listening.